welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you're new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like and get involved in the comment section like you do every single time. Goes off like a fan forum. Uh, we've got some very, very happy Villa fans in the comment section as well. So uh, keep your positivity flowing. We are so close, so close to 10K subscribers. So hit that subscribe button, subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, up the villa. So on this one, we're going to have a little bit of a debrief from the Brighton game. We're going to have a little bit of a chat about Unai Emery. We're going to have a little bit of a chat about the season so far. And then we're going to finish off with my expectations and what I think the club's expectations should be for the rest of this season. But I am one happy, happy Villa fan with the way it's gone since... Stephen Gerrard got the sack. To be fair, I think we've we've won three out of our last four games, which speaks volumes. It's absolutely massive, um, and I think it's a testament to the players and and you know especially Una Emery as well. But I think that that the players' application, the way they've gone about things, and and to me, you hear the phrase "new manager bounce." quite regular when when um, a team sat their manager and, and that's what you want and that rightly so that that's what anyone wants but for me this doesn't feel like a new manager bounce at all because I, I'm seeing so much good stuff um, and we all know we've got an elite manager as well so we know there's better things to come but it, it just doesn't feel like a new manager bounce for me it feels bigger than that it feels it feels a lot bigger than that so um, yeah, I'm really, really happy. You know, looking at two Premier League games under Unai Emery, two wins, both different as well. Both had to be different. We we couldn't just apply ourselves the same as what we did against Manchester United. We had to do things differently against Brighton, and that is what pleased me as well. So uh, we'll get into the debrief then, and then we'll touch on all of the other different topics that I spoke about as well. Then, so we'll go through on. Up the Villa podcast standards, some of the things that I normally show you. So uh, average player positions did look a little bit asymmetric to me. I mean, I'm getting that 4-4-2 asymmetric vibe. Um, yes, this area probably looks a little bit a little bit weird, but we've got that sort of what we was expecting uh, with the, the right-hand side pushing up a little bit more, and then it's sort of heavy on the opposite side as well, attacking-wise. So, 4-4-2, uh, asymmetric vibes. Uh, that's what I'm feeling there. Uh, some of the stats from the game, we had 35% possession. We had more shots. We had the same amount of shots on target. Um, and we also hit the woodwork once. We had five shots from inside the box. And, and then we predominantly attacked, like you can see from the average positions, predominantly down the right-hand side of things. Um, so those are some of the key things to have a little bit of a look at. So let's go down and have a look at break down some of the some of the key things that happened in this game. And the first thing that happened, oh my days, at this moment in time, oh, I thought we'd been cursed by by Robert Olsen, to be fair. I thought we I thought we'd got a new Aston Villa curse. But you know, I, I look at this and we we are trying to play out from the back. That is gonna be one thing that 
Unai Emery wants us to do. And we are going to get better at playing out from the back. We, we, we are going to get better at this. It's a, it's going to be new for the players that are having to do it, but we've got to learn to adapt and we've got to learn to know where the ball is going to go in the right moments as well. So for me here, I would kind of say they're both at fault, if I'm being honest, because Martinez is kicking it into an area where it's heavily congested with four Brighton players in the middle of the park there. We're outnumbered in midfield here, two to four. I think Dougie Louise has got to expect that that ball is going to potentially come into him, being in a double pivot. Um, we did see in the game as well that after this moment, I was watching Louise and I was watching what he was doing and he was coming and showing for the ball as well. So I think it might have been a tactic that Dougie Louise had to come and show for the ball and pick up off Martinez because what I saw after this, I saw Louise coming and picking up that ball. So... Uh, that is why I'm saying they're both at fault. And I did feel that Louise was sort of caught on his heels a little bit because if you see from this slide here, the ball has, has just left Martinez's feet and uh, he looks a little bit flat-footed to me. And then here, it looks like he's doing everything he can to try and get anywhere near that ball because all I feel like he has to do is if he can win this ball, just knock it to Luca Dean. Just knock it, do a little little pass here to Luca Dean, and and it we're, we're comfortable. But we we sort of get bullied on the ball, and and it's a massive problem because what Brighton do really well here, they're pressing really well, and they've got players around the ball, and uh, you'll see something similar in a little minute. So one of the big things that happened as well, that I was really pleased with was. John McGinn getting further forward, busting a gut to get on the end of that ball. Um, and again, look at the Villas formation, 4-2-2-2. Two, two, two. Uh, so we're attacking narrowly in the 4-2-2-2. Two, two, two. Uh, McGinn is busting a gut to get to this ball and he does get a touch on it and we do win the penalty. So I love that from McGinn. I thought McGinn had a brilliant game. Now, if you see similarities between when Brighton uh, got the ball from their press. If you look at the Aston Villa one, here, we win the ball back, but we've also got players in and around the ball, which is really good as well. So our press is working really, really well here. Um, and I was so pleased that uh, Dougie Louise can sort of just get, you know, a little bit of a, sort of does something a little bit wrong maybe, but then sort of uh, justifies it and, 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 you know, sort of... Um, makes up for it as well. So he wins the ball back for Villa and then it falls to Danny Ings. And, you know, we've said it, haven't we, Villa fans? We've said it. Get Danny Ings in their environments. Get him on the ball there. He sells dunk and then he slots it away. Absolutely brilliant. And I absolutely love that cheeky finish from him as well. Um, and then if we saw a tactic towards the end of the game for Villa, shut it out. Shut the game out. We've got six at the back. And it's a it's a tactic that we've, we've already seen for memory, isn't it? We saw it towards the end of the Man United game in the Premier League at home. And then we've seen it today. Just shut the game out. They won't break us down. And, that, and that's what we did. And, and it, was, it was really, really good. So I think those are some of the key things that happened in this game. But also, you know, there's no coincidence that, that we had seven yellow cards. 
And I feel like that was a tactic as well. And for so many years, I've watched Villa, sometimes at home, especially against the top teams. So against Chelsea, against Liverpool, against Man United, where we've been on top and we lose the game. How many times, Villa fans, can you resonate with that? So many times. How many times at Villa Park have you watched us against the top, top sides where we're on the break and one of their players do a tactical foul? And it infuriates you because you sat there, you're thinking, no, why have they done? We were, we were away, we were breaking, we were, we were through, we were attacking, we started our counter. But that tactical foul, you have to do them. Whether you like it or not, whether that's what you want to see or not, Villa fans, that is what we have to do. We have to play the game and we have to play modern football. And that is what happens. That is what all of the top sides do. So for me, there's no coincidence that seven of our players picked up a yellow card. And I felt like our tactic was being, to, what we'd been told to do was if you have to take the foul, take the foul and get the yellow card. Obviously, you can't do another one because you'll be sent off. But if you're in a position to break that game down, you have to do it. And it worked an absolute treat. And I think that is another thing that I want to pick up on, what I feel like we've improved on. We've improved on a win-at-all-cost mentality. And that is a that is brilliant. From a Villa fan watching Aston Villa to see that we will do those fouls. We will win at all costs. We will do whatever it takes to get those three points. That is the mentality shift in which I have seen in the last three games under Unai Emery. And it's that culture that I spoke about. I've done video after videos and podcasts and episodes saying that I want a culture change. I want a philosophy. And I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see it. All of this fills into a culture a culture of we don't like losing and a culture of if we're going to go on that football pitch, we leave everything out there. And that's what we did against Brighton. We left everything on that football pitch. We went out and we did enough to win that game. And, and, it, and it's absolutely massive. Um, and I, and I, I just think it, I just think it's, it's, it's huge for us to move forward. So I'm, I'm really, really happy with the way that we're doing things. So uh, I think that is a massive, massive pointer. So let's just have a little look before we move on to, um, let's have a look at the player ratings from this game as well. So um, we'll run through the player ratings because I didn't do it uh, yesterday. So I'm going to go with an Emmy Martinez Seven. Let's go Martinez seven. I thought Consa has looked absolutely back to his back to his best, if I'm being honest. Because he hasn't put a foot wrong in the last couple of games. And it he just looks he just looks like a defender. He looks like a defender that's being asked to defend. And it sounds stupid, but it just looks calming when I'm watching him now. And and I and I think the whole defence just looks better. I mean, like, against Newcastle, we looked on the ropes. We looked like we were being run ragged. But I think what I've what I've seen from us since is that 
We look like there's a determination and a plan, and they're just being told to defend. And I, I don't know, it's Villa fans, it sounds mad, but that's what I'm getting. Defend high line. We're playing a high line, but we're defending a high line really, really well. And you know, it's it's brilliant to be fair. Luca Dean, I thought defensively was brilliant. Matty Cash was brilliant for that goal as well when he sort of um when he sort of done their defender on the right-hand side and whipped that ball into um, Buendia, who had it against the post, driving, you know, in an intensity, a, you know, just an intensity to get in the right areas and deliver the cross. And a conviction is the word I'm looking for. Conviction in those areas. How many times have we seen Matty Cash just pinging ball after ball after ball? And it's just like... You've been told to just get in there and do it, but there's a real conviction about our fullbacks now, which looks really good. And Toro Mings, you know, class, class. They've both looked good. Konsa and Mings, they've both looked good. Bubakar Kamara, oh my days, he's getting an eight. You know, nicking that ball, winning that ball, being in the right area, coming back from injury. Oh, absolutely quality, absolutely quality. Dougie Louise, I think he, he made up for the little error that I thought the communication between him and Ming, uh, Martinez. So, you know, I, I'll give him a seven. Buendia, I'm going to give him a seven. Um, he did really well for that header that sort of allowed us to set up on that next move. You know, I'm after a little bit more at times, but I think he's, he's working really well for the team. John McGinn. John McGinn gets a nine. And... You think a nine, that's a bit high. But it's what he was doing off the ball. It's what he was doing. You know, he, he was so clever. His game management, McGinn, was, was phenomenal. I absolutely loved his game management. He did brilliant to win us the penalty. And I, I was really critical of McGinn. I was really, really critical of McGinn after the United game in the Cup. But he's he, he's proved me wrong in one game. So if if this is the McGinn we're gonna see, then yes, brilliant, right? There's more for McGinn. So plenty to work on now in this break. So McGinn, fair play to you because it was a great game from you. Ramsey, I thought it was a, a little bit quiet, but um, you know, he, he did well, so I'm gonna give him a solid seven. Danny Ings gets a nine. I'm gonna give him a nine. Um, I thought he was great. I thought his movement was great. How good was it here in Unai? And we talk about the difference between having to put a Danny Ings up front and an Ollie Watkins. You know, the manager just talks sense. Just talks sense. Um, so he had a really good game. Took his goal really, really well. Should give him a load of confidence now. Up the Danny Ings. Uh, Ashley Young, when he came on, was brilliant as well at the back. Leon Bailey. Did really well to win us that corner as well. So I'm going to give him a seven. Augustinson did well, seven. And Cameron Archer leading the line, I'll say seven. Um, and then Donker can get a seven as well. So Villa fans, what have I spoke about? What have I spoke about all season? Sixes, sevens, eights, nines. Look at the difference between all those player ratings from what we've been seeing this season. The fours, the threes, the twos, the ones. If everybody's on a seven, you'll do really well and you'll get results in the Premier League. So 
Those are more player ratings. Um, you can go on, on there and, and put your player ratings in there as well. So that concludes the debrief. Uh, absolutely buzzing. Massive, massive win. Um, and it's just so important that we got um, we got the three points. So let's talk about the main man. Let's talk about Unai Emery, right? And I know what you some of you have saying at the start when, when we were linked with him and when we got him. And, you know, it's like, I believe the hype when I see it. Let's see how it goes. You know, we've been here before. It's classic, classic Villa. Um, we beat Man United and some of you were saying, you know, it's just one game. We need to back it up and, and everything like that. And fair enough, fair enough for saying it because... We have been crap for years, haven't we? We've been rubbish. We've seen it all before. And when I was talking about Unai Emery, I wasn't just reacting positively just for the podcast. I, I never do that. I'm just myself on here. I, I'm. This is how I am. This is how I think about Villa. You've seen how I am when we shit. So the Fulham, when I was fuming. You, you've seen how I am and... I knew we were getting a elite, elite manager. And I knew what was coming because he's just so good. Tactically, he's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. And what we're watching is something that I haven't watched in my lifetime as a Villa fan in two games. In two games, I haven't seen this type of management, this type of in-game management ever at Aston Villa. The way in which the video analysis before the games, how in-depth he is, how he has a plan. You know, this isn't his team. This isn't his team. He's going to bring players in to suit how he wants to do things. But what he's done in those two, three games of what I've seen, he's just class. And, you know, what I love is the in-depth video analysis. I love... The way in which on the training pitch, he's there, his presence. I love the way he's got his arm around the players. I love the way one of the first things he spoke about when he came in was to, to bring confidence. He, he he felt like he had to take it upon himself to instill confidence into the players. And how he's done that is by tactically getting results and tactically showing them that they're good enough and that... The two have worked together and the belief is there already. You know, I have no doubt at the minute that all those players will run through a brick wall for Unai Emery because they have his respect already. And I think that squad have been craving someone with an ounce of tactical ability and tactical nous to support the players because at times, to me, it looks like it's been down to the players to go out there and get the results however they can. And football in the modern day is not about that at all. It is not like that at all. I don't know whether it was like that in the 90s or the 2000s, but you can't do that these days. Every team we come up against in the Premier League, they're a unique side. They all play different formations and different systems. And it's down to the manager and the squad to, to figure out the game plan on how do we adapt to stopping them doing this and how do we grow into the game and how do we work ourselves into the game to get the results as well. So I think the two work hand in hand. I love the way 
in the the way that he goes down the tunnel straight away after the game. You know, my work here is done. And I just think that's that's brilliant as well because, you know, you can't be happy when you win and then just not be bothered and go down the tunnel when you lose. So I, I think that's brilliant. I love the way in his interviews, the first thing he mentions is the fans. Absolutely brilliant. I've spoke about it before Henry came in, that what we had to do was get... Emery on board with the players, the players on board with the fans, the fans on board with Emery, all comes together. Happy, happy camp. We're all absolutely buzzing and we can all support each other. And moving forward, that's what we have to do. So I, I love that from him as well. I love the fact that he's felt that he's had to grasp Aston Villa and he knew he had to do that. And and I, I just think that's fantastic as well. And I think... You know, let's get on to management in the games as well. The fact that there's going to be times where we do that type of performance against Brighton. We have to do it. You know, you have to you have to do it. If a team's on top, you have to think, do you know what? If we go toe-to-toe here, they could potentially get a goal and it ends 2-2. We invite more pressure. Eight minutes of extra time. It could end 3-2. We lose the game. How many times does that happen, Villa fans? No. Now, we shut the game out. In-game management, we take the fouls. We bring on the subs at the right times. We make the right substitutions. Yeah? Sometimes it's not going to be pretty. Who who cares if it's not pretty if you get the three points? I spoke at the start of the season in my season predictions, and I said I wanted Villa to win games 1-0 and play crap because we don't do enough of that. How many top sides end up getting like Man City against Fulham? The Man City were poor, but they win the game 2 1. Who cares? You move on to the next one. You'll play better next week. And that's what we've got to do. And, and that's how we're going to get points. And that's how you're going to move up the table. And that's how you get a level of consistency. Yeah, I want to see Villa blow teams out off the park every single week. That it don't happen. It don't happen like that. Right? It does not happen. So you look at the game against Manchester United, we're absolutely explosive. We went toe-to-toe with them. We we were really, really attacking. And we ended up getting three goals and it was 3-1. Then what did we do? We shut up shop completely. If we didn't get that goal after half-time, I felt like we'd have shut up shop anyway. And we would have had a level of performance like what we saw against Brighton. But what I've saw against Brighton is that we're playing bursts and Unai Emery teams playing bursts of momentum. And what we saw when we got that goal, the Danny Ying second goal, that that was our burst. That was our burst of momentum in that game in the second half. We got the goal and we shut it out and we did really, really well. And we knew that they, if they couldn't go through us, that's go round around us. So we thought, right, let's put six players at the back. And it worked an absolute treat. John McGinn on that uh, left-hand side, you know, it was absolutely brilliant from him. And for me, John McGinn was a massive reason why we won that game. Tactically, it was class. It was brilliant. So I absolutely love that side of it. So in three games, there's there's aspects of it that I absolutely really, really love. Um, Yeah, there will be times where we can attack a little bit more. We can plan the the counter a little bit more. But... I felt in that game, second half against Brighton, we just didn't have that pace outlet, did we, um, in which we needed. So, um, yeah, Unai Emery, 
Love it. Love it. And what have we said? We've said this break now was all about getting points. Get them points because look what it does for us now. Right, if I can try and um, quickly show you. Right. So, Unai Emery has come in and got Villa. Um, two wins. So, two wins. And now we're on 18 points in 12th place. Right? So, we are four points behind... Uh, how many are we, actually? So, we are three points behind Brighton in 7th. And four points behind Liverpool in 6th place. So, my aspirations for this season with the Villa to finish in and around 7th, 7th, 8th. So, what Emery's been able to do now is get us close to the in and around the position in which we probably, I feel like, this squad should be. I feel like at this moment in time, we should be in and around with this squad 7th to 10th. That is where I would say I feel like we, we should be, but just based on how I feel our squad is and everything like that. So we are three points from seventh place from where I feel like we possibly should be, which is absolutely massive. Now, what does this enable us to do? Now we've got these two wins. And for me, it's to look in one direction, and that is up. There, we should not be looking over our shoulder now, in my opinion. Because this break, this break now of four or five weeks is going to allow us to completely reset. The season's finished now for me. That part of the season is done and dusted. We've now got a mini pre-season where we're going on this break to Dubai. We're going to have a, uh, some friendlies against Villarreal and Cardiff. Probably some more behind closed doors. Our season starts right now. The Unai Emery season starts on Boxing Day when we come back. And we have an opportunity now to finish in the top half because I feel like he's going to instill more of his ideas. The press is going to be better. Playing out from the back is going to be better. We're going to be a lot better than what we've already seen. We've got January where we can bring in our own players. And it's not about getting carried away. It, I, I don't really want to hear people saying... We need to relax and not get carried away because there are going to be losses. We are going to lose games, but we need to realise that the season's not over now. We can still achieve the ambition of what we want to achieve, and that's to get into the top half. So for me, I'm after now a top half finish, and and that's what where I feel like we can be because if, for example, we were still playing games right now then I would say I would probably be a little bit more cautious because I would say it, it's still difficult to instill the ideas, isn't it? But the fact that we've now got this break in which it is like a pre-season, the season starts again. So that just allows us to completely reset. So that's where I feel like it, it, it's absolutely massive and... and um, how, how we can move forward with, with the club. Because the start to the season that we had was just absolutely abysmal. So the fact that we're in this position now with this manager, we have to start creating the correct type of culture at Aston Villa Football Club. And I'm just so happy 
so far, the signs are really, really good. So um, I'm absolutely buzzing. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Um, it's been a little bit more in-depth. And unfortunately, that is our match reaction content, match previews, predicted lineups, fan cams for Aston Villa. Done until probably the Cardiff game um, and then Villa Real. And then it starts again on Boxing Day. Um, so, you know, if some of you have not watched and not thought and not seen what we're going to be doing in the World Cup break then. So what is the plan? We're going to have our World Cup um, predictions episode. That's going to be coming out um, this week. We're going to have build up to the World Cup as well. We're going to be focusing on England for the match reactions as well. Um, and then we're going to be having daily videos, daily updates on the World Cup, on the World Cup games as well. Um, so, um, yeah, so plenty of content to come. Uh, we have got something new coming on Monday uh, for some of you who will be able to watch England v Iran. It's going to be my first ever watch-along. <laughs> so welcome to the Up The Villa podcast watch-along. Uh, that is going to be for England and Iran. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. So we've got loads of content coming, loads of World Cup content. We're going to be reacting to all the different games as well. So not just England. We'll be talking about all the different games as well and just trying to enjoy football and, and enjoy the World Cup because I absolutely love World Cups um, and I just love watching all the different teams as well. And it's going to be interesting to, you know, we could maybe do a little bit of a scouting thing as well where if we if we look at certain players who would look really good and stuff like that. So uh, it's going to be really exciting. Plenty of content. The channel's not just going to stop just because there's no Villa. So... Uh, if you can all subscribe to the channel um, and hopefully we'll be in and around 10,000 subscribers as well. So um, thank you for watching Villa so far with us this season. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. It's been a bit of a shocker at the start. Um, and we all had to dig in it together as a fan base because it wasn't great, was it? It was it was it was absolutely horrible. I'd probably say it was one of the lowest points I've been for a while watching Aston Villa. Uh, but we've turned the corner. Uh, we're in a completely different position now. So um, I'm absolutely buzzing about it. I'm, I'm so happy with the way we go in the direction that we're going to be going in as well. So I think we deserve it, Villa fans. Um, and just thank you so much for watching all of our content. And if you can continue to support the channel over the World Cup as well and just, just watch our videos and, and just, you know, just, just enjoy the World Cup. So, up the villa. You've all been brilliant and uh, we'll see you all soon.